You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Exodus chapter number 3 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even unto Horeb. Verse number 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. And see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Verse number six, Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Verse number 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, I have sent thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And verse 14, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Amen. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Amen. And you may be seated. We're going to have a word of prayer. And I am excited about the message this morning. I always am excited to preach, but I feel like this is a message that God has Uh, just kind of burdened on my heart. It's been a help to me, and I hope it'll be a help to you. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. I thank you for this service, and what a joy it is this morning to get to gather with your people. And Lord, I pray that you would help us not to miss what you have for us. I thank you for every person that made the effort to be here this morning. I thank you for those that are working in our nurseries and our junior church. I thank you for our sound men. Uh, those doing the video, those in our radio ministry. I thank you for those who have taken the time this morning to listen to this service on the radio. I think of our shut-ins this morning who, uh, Lord, would love to be in church, but they're not physically able. Lord, I pray that you'd minister to them. 
I pray for those who are watching the service this morning that you would please. Oh, Lord, help your word. I pray that it would not be bound. I pray that it would not be restrained, but I pray it would go forth with power, and I pray that you would do a mighty work in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. We see in Exodus 3 that God appears to Moses. Now, we have seen the last two weeks, we saw where God appeared to Abraham. And remember, we looked at that passage where uh, Abraham and Isaac, they went up to the top of uh, that mountain, Mount Moriah, and Abraham was going to offer a sacrifice, offer his son as a sacrifice. And God said, hang on, don't hurt your son. And there was a, a ram that was caught in the thicket. And, and, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, meaning God will provide. I hope you've experienced that God is a God that will provide. That's who God is. Uh, God is a God who is able to meet every need you have, doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small, he's able, he can provide. Then we saw last week that God met with Jacob. And God told Jacob, he said, you got to get back to Bethel. That was the house of God. And he said, you've got to get back to Bethel. And then God reminded Jacob, he said, your name changed. You used to be Jacob, but you are now Israel. But I love this. God said, you have changed. He said, but I haven't changed. God doesn't need to change because he's always God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have seen how God appeared to Abraham and God appeared to Jacob. This morning, I want to show you how God appeared to Moses and how the Bible tells us in Exodus, if you'll turn over with me to Exodus chapter 6, verse number 2. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. Now notice Lord in your Bible, it is all caps. Do you see that? That word Lord is a different name than how God had appeared to Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob. And that's exactly what God says in verse three. He says, I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. He says, I, I, I appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and to them, I was God. I was the Almighty God. I was the Creator. I was the All-Powerful One. And by the way, aren't you glad that we have a mighty, mighty God? But God said to Moses, he said, I am going to show you Something about myself that I haven't revealed to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he said, here it is, Moses. He says, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them? Well, that's the same name. If you go back to Exodus 3 and verse number 14, that's the same name that God told Moses. He said, when you go to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's going to ask you. Who is that God? Notice with me Exodus chapter 5. Boy, I'm having you turn back and forth. Look at verse number 2, Exodus 5. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You know what Moses said? Moses said, I'm going to tell you, Pharaoh, who God is. He is the I am God. Now, I, this is an amazing study. We could do a series on this. I won't do it, and I certainly won't do it all this morning. But if you get to the New Testament, you find that Jesus said over and over and over again, he said, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. I am the door. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. You get to the book of Revelation and Jesus says, I am Alpha and I am Omega. I'm the beginning, I'm the end, I'm the first and the last. I hold the keys of hell and of death. Jesus tells us who he is. But in John chapter 8, the Pharisees had gathered together and Jesus made a statement about Abraham rejoicing to see his day. And they said, wait a second, you're not even 50 years old. What do you mean you've seen Abraham? What do you mean Abraham knows who you are? And Jesus answered that question in John chapter 8. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. That is exactly how God revealed himself to Moses in Exodus 3. God said, I am. Meaning, I am all sufficient. God is self-sufficient. God is self existing. God doesn't need anybody or anything. He is God and he is God alone. Amen. Now, we, we need each other. I'll give you a few examples. Um, we rely upon each other when you, unless you, unless you are, you know, one of these Y2K preppers still, and you've got your garden and you got all your canned goods and you've got your generator and you got all that. We rely on people all the time. By the way, you wouldn't be here today, and I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for our parents. You see, we've not always been, we've not always existed. We rely upon somebody else. Now, sometimes we start to think that we don't need anybody. Sometimes we start to act like we don't even need God. Well, can I tell you, God does not need us, but we definitely need him. And God reveals himself to Moses as the I am, the Jehovah God. You see, Moses is right now in Exodus 3, in this passage, he is on the backside of the desert. I wonder if for Moses, I wonder if God had to put him in the desert away from Egypt to humble him. Because while Moses was in Egypt, he was the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter and he had authority and he had power and he had riches and maybe he felt like that God was going to be able to use those things in his life. God stripped him of everything he had and Moses was running for his life and on the backside of the desert, God appears to Moses and he says, Moses, you need me because I am, I am the God, Jehovah that you need. Now again, sometimes we start to feel like things are going good, don't we? Maybe there's money in the bank, the health is good, the family's good, the job's good, things are going, going right along. But you know, sometimes God has to humble us to remind us of the fact that we need God. Last Sunday night, and this is, this is not earth shattering, but last Sunday night after the service, you know, it was pouring the rain. It was a nasty day. And uh, my girls had asked me after church, they said, Dad, can we go out to eat? Now, we used to go out to eat more, but it seems like in recent days with uh, Micah, man, we just don't go out to eat. I mean, it's just, it's not worth it, you know? And, uh, but he's, he's two years old. He's getting better. And so last Sunday night, I told Joanna, uh, I said, I said, why don't you let me take the kids? Why don't you go home? You can relax a little bit and you can have a break. 
And so I took the kids, and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking drive-through. That's just what I'm thinking, you know. Say, why? Because that's easy. You don't have to get anybody out of the car. You don't have to get them unbuckled. You don't have to get them in anywhere. It's just, it's easy. But as we were driving, I thought, you know, we ought to try something special. So I, I called Joanna. I said, would you mind if I took them into a restaurant? I didn't know what was going to be open last Sunday night with the weather. And she said, no, that'd be fine. You all have a good time, you know. And uh, so I told the girls, I said, we're going to see if it's open. But I said, if, if the Mexican restaurant's open. And by the way, I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about a restaurant, okay? I'm talking about a building, all right? So don't, don't, don't get all like super spiritual. Like, oh, I'm so hungry, you know, whatever. Um, so, so we go to the restaurant. And it's open. I told the girls, I said, let's do it. So we go in and we're sitting at the restaurant. There's very few people in the restaurant, I'll tell you that much. But we're sitting at the table and, and we were just having a good time. And it was great. There was a gentleman sitting a little ways away from us. But again, there's hardly anybody in there. But he was sitting a little ways away from us just by himself. Just a nice guy, just having his, his meal, having a good time. And he got up and he walked over to us. And I thought, I don't, I don't know this man. I'm not sure what he's going to say. And he proceeded to tell me. He said, he said, I, I don't know you. He said, you don't know me. He said, but I want to tell you, he said, your kids. He said, they are so well-behaved. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, I'm like, why don't I take them out more? You know, I mean, I mean, I could be getting compliments like this all the time if I just take them out more. And, and he's going on. I mean, you know, have you ever been in a situation where you feel like embarrassed? You're like, it's just, it just keeps going and going. And he's like, I know, I'm telling you. He's like, these kids, he's like, five of them? He's like, and, and, and by yourself, he's like, oh, man, uh, superhero, super dad, you know? And, uh, and I'm not saying I was feeling proud. I was trying, I said things like, well, I tell you what, their mother has taught them so well. He's like, well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, you're the one here with them right now, and boy, it's great. And so he's getting ready to leave, and I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm thinking, you know, I, I think I've, I think for at least one day, I think I've figured it out. And so... We're getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to leave. We're still at the table, and he reached out to fist bump me and give him a little fist bump, and Kylie was sitting right across from me. And he, he, he reaches down to give Kylie a fist bump. Now, I don't, I don't know what possessed her. I don't know if it was junior church. I don't know if it was pastor's pals. I don't know what it was. But I'm not kidding you. I've never heard a more wild, crazy scream in my life from this girl and she doesn't fist bump him. She like, like slaps, like karate chops his hand. It was like, ah! And, uh, and I'm just sitting there, th I'm standing there thinking, oh, do you want to take back all those things you just said about my children being so well behaved? Because my daughter just blew it right there. But you know, sometimes, sometimes there will be things in our life that God will bring up. And it reminds us of the fact that we don't have it figured out. We don't have the answers. We need God. And God appeared to Moses in this passage and he said, I am. I am Jehovah. I am God. Uh, he appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as the creator, the God Almighty. But now he says, Moses, I want you to know that I am not just a God with a title, but I am a personal God. I'm going to be everything that you ever need. Let's look at this very quickly. We see in verse number one of Exodus three, we see that Moses is keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. 
By the way, Moses is busy. Moses is working. Moses is a man who is being uh, focused on a task. He's not lazy. He's not sitting around complaining and whining and griping. He's doing something. But then it says in verse 2 that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Number one, I want you to see the appearance of God. God showed up to Moses. But here's what's interesting. Moses was not in the crowd. Moses was not in the city. Moses was not in the assembly. Moses was one-on-one, and God showed up in Moses' life. By the way, let's just take a little time out here, and let me remind you that God still wants to speak in 2022, and he wants to speak to you, and he wants to speak to me, and he will if we'll listen. Moses goes by, and he sees this bush on fire. Now, we're like, wow, this is amazing. But but Moses, he saw that there was something that was going on, and he said, I believe that is God. Can I tell you, number one, the appearance of God. Number two, the attention of Moses, verse three. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Number two, the attention of Moses. You see, I believe that Moses... While he was in that desert, I believe that he was seeking God. That's just my opinion. It says in Hebrews 11 that Moses left Egypt and he he, he refused uh, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And it says that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. See, Moses was looking for God. Moses had his eyes on God. And I believe in this desert, I believe that Moses was saying, Lord, you got to do something. Lord, Lord, you got to do a work in my life. And and God appeared, but number two, the attention of Moses. What if Moses had not been paying attention that day? What if Moses had not gone to work that day? Can I tell you, I think there's a lot of burning bushes all around us. God's trying to get our attention, and I think we're missing it. I think there's a lot of things where God's trying to speak and God's trying to get our attention and there's things that happen that if we would just stop and say, yes, Lord, what do you want from me? What can I do? I believe God would speak. Notice verse number four. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see that God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. We see the appearance of God. Number two, we see the attention of Moses. Number three, the amazement of Moses. He said, I've got to see this thing. I've got to stop. I've got to pull over. I've got to get out. I've got to see what is going on because it's a bush, but it's not burning. It's not burnt. Now, was there anything special about this bush? I don't think so. By the way, just like, there was nothing special about Moses. Just like there's nothing special about you and me. It's not the bush, but it's when God gets on the bush. It's when God shows up. It's when God works his miraculous power. Here's a bush that is on fire, but it's not burning. I see the amazement of Moses, number four. I see the attraction to that burning bush. It's almost as if Moses is saying, God, If you could do a miracle in that bush, God, I just believe you could do a miracle in me. God, if you could take an old worthless bush out in the middle of the desert, maybe you could take a worthless shepherd like me. 
God, maybe you could take somebody who's had a bad background. You remember why Moses had to flee Egypt? Because he killed a man. That wasn't God's plan. That wasn't God's timing. And I wonder if Moses lived with the regret. He lived with the failure. And now he says, God, if you could use a bush, I just believe that you can use me. And we see that Moses, he says, Lord, here am I. God, you're calling me, you're speaking to me, but Lord, I want to be available for you to use me. I see number five, the answer of Moses. He said, here am I. I wonder if God's calling your name this morning. I wonder if God's speaking to you this morning about something. Maybe you're here and you just need to get saved. God's calling out for salvation. Why don't you say yes to God today? Maybe you're here and you're saved, but maybe you've gotten away from the Lord and God's trying to do something in your life and God wants you to get things right. Would you just answer today and say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Whatever I need to get right, I'll do it. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, as far as I know, I'm right with God. But maybe God's speaking to you about being fully consecrated, fully surrendered. Would you be willing today to say, Lord, here am I. I'm available. I want you to use me. My answer, Lord, is yes. Whatever the question, whatever you ask me to do, I will say yes to you. The answer of Moses, number six. I see the announcement of God. Verse number five. God speaks to Moses and he says, Moses, you need to take off your shoes, first of all, because the place where you're standing is holy ground. I want to remind us this morning that all through Scripture we see that God will use people who have failed, and God will use people who have sinned, and God will use people who have gotten astray, and God will use people that have run from Him, but not until we are willing to get right and come clean with God. God never uses a dirty vessel. God is looking for a vessel that is clean and a vessel that is holy and a vessel that is sanctified. You say, Pastor, how do we get clean? What do we do? Well, I'm glad you asked. If we confess our sin, God said he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God said, Moses, you're on holy ground. Verse uh, number six, God said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And Moses hid his face and he was afraid to look upon God. Boy, there was a holy fear and a holy reverence in this time. I think sometimes, I think today we're, we're too flippant with God. I think we're too casual with God. Uh, I think we, we treat God like he's just some, some genie in a bottle and we just call him whenever we want him and whenever we need him. Friend, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jehovah God, the God who created the universe, a God who is holy. And Moses had an encounter with God and Moses was afraid to look upon God. Verse seven, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Aren't you glad that God sees what you're going through? Aren't you glad that God knows the troubles and the, and the burdens that you face? Verse seven, God says, I know their sorrows. There's a lot of people in this room, you've had a lot of sorrows in the last 12 months. But can I tell you, God knows every sorrow. He knows every tear that's fallen. He knows every, every word that you've cried out. He knows every moment that you've spent in sorrow. God knows your sorrows. Verse eight, God said, I'm coming to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land. Verse nine, the middle of the verse, he says, I have seen the oppression. 
wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Maybe you're here today and you've got some Egyptians. <laughs> you've got some people oppressing you. You've got some people that are hard on you, people that are making your life miserable. i got news for you. God sees all that. God knows all about that. And let God take care of the oppressor. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. God said, I've seen the Egyptians. I'm going to take care of them. And by the way, did God take care of the Egyptians? Well, you better believe it. The plagues, the Passover, the death of the firstborn, the, the drowning of Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. I say God took care of the Egyptians. Don't worry about them. And then we get down to verse number 10. And God says, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh because I want you to bring my people out of Egypt. I've said this before, and you've probably heard me say it before, but I don't think it's a surprise that God chose to use Moses to bring the people out of Egypt because Moses, 40 years earlier, had made the choice to leave Egypt for himself. And I want to tell you, we're not going to lead anybody out of Egypt until we first get out of Egypt. We're not going to lead anybody to follow God and serve God until we first decide that we're going to follow God and we're going to serve God. And you can't serve two masters. You can't have the best of both worlds. You're going to have to hate the one and love the other or hold to the one and despise the other, but you can't serve God and mammon. you got to choose who you're going to serve. And God said to Moses, said, I'm going to have you bring my people out of Egypt. Verse 11, and Moses said unto God, who am I? that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses says, Lord, how am I going to do it? Notice uh, Exodus chapter 4, verse number 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Look at verse 11, Exodus 4. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or the deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. It's interesting to me that God tells Moses, he says, I am. But in chapter 4, Moses wanted to tell God who he was. He said, Lord, I, I can't do it. I'm not eloquent. I can't speak. Uh, God, I stutter, I stammer, uh, I get mixed up, I get nervous. God, I can't do it. It's almost like God has to remind Moses and say, hello, were you listening? I told you that I am God. I am what you need. I will meet every need you have. Well, you, Moses, you don't have to worry about what you can do. You just have to focus on what I can do. We see the answer of Moses, number six, the announcement of God. God announces who he is. Notice Exodus chapter three and verse number 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. God told Moses, he said, and just for the record, this mountain right now where you're standing, where you're feeding the sheep and you're taking care of your father-in-law's uh, uh, herds, he said, on this very mountain, one of these days, the entire nation of Israel is going to be right here serving me. Whew. Verse number 13, And Moses said unto, uh, said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, 
and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Verse 14, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Would you look back with me at Exodus 2 and verse number 23. We see that this was a result or this was the, the end, the answer to the prayer of the children of Israel. Verse 23, and it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage and God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Can I tell you who God is? He is everything you need. He's the answer to your prayer. If you need strength today, he is your strength. If you need grace today, he is your grace. If you need wisdom today, he is your wisdom. If you're here today and you need some mercy, and you just need some good old-fashioned grace, God is mercy and God is grace. You see, if God had said, I am love, and by the way, he is love, that would have been great. But that's not all he said. He said, I am. I am everything that you need me to be. And friend, I want to tell you this morning, I know you're here today and I know you've got some needs. You know how I know that? Because we all have needs. We all have some things in our life that only God can do. We have some needs that only God can meet. And I want to remind you this morning who God is. He is Jehovah. He is the I am God. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.